Hello, welcome to Street Fight Radio. I am here. It's me, Brian, the guy that you know from Hello. that I do this show. Uh, I am here to talk about whatever we're going to talk about tonight. You never know what it's going to be. Um, I did, however, uh, I got some some Birkenstocks, so that was pretty nice. Is it clipping? I think it's clipping. Oh, evening. Ah! It said evening in the chat. I thought it was clipping. So what do you want me to fucking do? Okay. Um, I went and got new shoes this I went and got some new shoes this weekend because I was, uh, you know, uh, fucked up. My uh, hip is fucked. Like, it's totally fucked. I should not be walking at all, really. But um, obviously I do. I did today. I snuck out of my house. My wife was like, uh, hey, Brian, don't walk. And I'm also going to go to the grocery store. And I was like, oh, yeah? Well, all right. I'll see you when you get back from the grocery store. And then I fucking left. walked for like two hours in my new Birkenstocks, which I'm now uh, you know, obviously if somebody can get me some uh, um, if somebody can hook me up with some Birkin socks, they call them Birkin socks, I would like some of those, but uh, I have to buy two things currently Um, I have to buy socks those thick boys uh Oh, Texas Street Fighter says, are they like the Frankenstein shoes you bought? No. Yeah, let me tell you, I'll tell that story. That's how we're going to open the fucking show this week. I'm going to tell you a fucking little story about my body, okay? Not my dick or anything, or my asshole, or anything like that. I'm not going to tell you about my dick or my asshole, or any of those parts of my body. But, uh, oh man, my hip was killing me this week and i went for a very long walk on friday in my new timberlands i bought these boots these these fucking timberland boots that that i mean i tried them on and it didn't they felt pretty good on the old tootsie they 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 felt pretty good on my feet also hey 614-655-3887 if you're listening to this give us a call there's room in the queue i would love to talk to you it would be very fun um but anyway I'm walking. I got my fucking feet are are hurting like bad. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And and at first I was like, they're tingling, but a painful tingle. And I was like, huh, I wonder what's going on there. Am I fucked up? Am I like dying? Am I going to lose my leg or something? Which but the jury's still out on that. I probably could. But my hip was also hurting. And so did my back. So when your hip and your back hurt and your toes are tingling, that leads towards sciatica. So um, I'm wearing these fucking shoes. I get home. I'm like, I got to look at my feet, see what's going on down there. See, as I've said on this show before, I have beautiful fucking feet. I probably, honestly, if we had to look at, at people in this podcasting space, I would lean towards probably I have the best feet that there are. You can't get a better pair of feet than mine. Um, So I go, uh, 
I, I buy these things from REI. I take this fucking 20-mile walk where I'm also speeding up. I'm trying to go faster now. And, and, you know, in hopes that one day I can take a run and just be done with the whole thing early in the day. And then, I guess, sit around and watch TV or look at my phone. I don't know. I don't know what the, happens once I'm not walking all day. But at some point, I'm going to have to not walk all day. Or I would like to not walk all day. Um, my hip is killing me. I get home. I take my shoes off. And I find out that the bottom of my feet are tingling in a painful way because they are made out of one blister. My pad of my foot had a huge blister on it. Between where the toes and that pad of your foot goes, blister. Ends of my toes, blister. Back of my foot, blister. And that's why my feet were in pain so yesterday I look at my wife and i say those boots i bought ain't fucking gonna do the job they're just not going great and i had this other pair of ultra boots where i was like those ultra boots are, are broke down they're not gonna work either none of these are gonna do the job we're gonna need a new pair of shoes and i just got paid flush with money i'm gonna go get a fucking pair of shoes so we go to my favorite store not the lego store uh i wanted to actually went to the mall uh, by my, that's by my house where the Lego store is. Fully kind of thinking like, well, let's stop in the Lego store. You know? We just stop in there and take a look. I'm not going to buy anything. And because uh, I have two Lego sets set up to go. Right now, I'm building Starry Night and Yoda. Did you hear how I said it? I said Yoda. Yoda. Um, so I have those two sets to build. And I go, there was a line to get into the Lego store because they, they're, they're, I mean, really, they're not making people wear masks. But for fucking some reason, they're limiting the amount of people that can be in there. And, and I'm just like, what the, why? why are, what, like, if you're not making people wear masks, you might as well let us all in. The reason they weren't, you know, lowering capacity was the other, was for the mask because, you know, that whole thing. So I go, okay, I'm going to fucking uh, not go to the Lego store, but I'm going to go get a pair of Crocs. This is my decision I make. I buy a pair of North Face shoes. I go to the North Face shoes store. I get a pair of North Face shoes. I wear them all the time. I, I love them. They're great shoes. Uh, it's not a deal that I got with anybody or anything like that. And then I go like this. I'm going to go get some fucking Crocs. And uh, my wife wasn't super thrilled with the idea of me wearing Crocs. Uh, I tried. I tried extremely hard to uh, uh, get them because I wanted them. Uh, but they didn't have a price tag on them. And then I was like, well, I'll try a pair on. They don't feel good on your feet. Crocs are not comfortable. These people running around saying these things are comfortable. They're just not. I'll tell you that right now. Not comfortable. I don't like them. Uh, so... I made a decision that I would go look into another area of not shoes, shoes, because I just, I don't know. And I saw Birkenstocks and I was like, you know what? People have been telling me these Birkenstocks are great since I was a kid, but I would have never got them as a teenager. That's just not new metal kid does not wear Birkenstocks and they're fucking so expensive. My parents, 
I, I, I think I distinctly remember my parents saying, I will not spend that much money on, on sandals. And, you know, I had those Nike ones. I wore them all fucking year. I don't know why they wouldn't spend that much money on you. Throw some socks on and those sandals and you're feeling good. Um, so I went and I got you. I got the goddamn Birkenstocks and uh, I love them. They're great. I don't think I'm going to wear shoes anymore. I think I'm done with shoes. I'm a sandals guy now. I am definitely a sandals guy. And, and you know, that's that's very nice. Oh, thanks, Sam Kane. Sam Kane came by. He's listening to the Man Cow episode right now. Uh, very fun episode. Man Cow is a uh, man cow. Um, so, you know. And uh, Patrick Madonna's in here. Says, hiya, buddies. That is Ron and Fed's talk. I love it. It's good to see. And uh, again, give me a fucking call somebody we have room in the queue and if you're not going to get in the goddamn queue i can't do the show so i'm gonna try this new thing i've been thinking about doing um every week from now on and we're going to test this this time i don't know if this is going to work uh but we're going to test something that we've been talking about doing here at hq uh the not the place where we got robbed but uh oh 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 Oh, I'll get on WikiFeed, but I want money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if people want to look at my feet, I want to get paid for that, you know? Um, so here's what I'm going to do. We're going to try this. Somebody in the chat. Now, at certain age, you, you're probably going to have to be of a certain age. But what we're going to do is somebody in the chat tell me their local hard rock radio station give me the uh 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 give me the call letters and the numbers or the name of the station we're gonna bring up their website and we're gonna take a look at it before i take these calls and maybe i'll even take some calls on the subject you know and we're gonna test this whole new fucking thing out where we're gonna have a little bit of fun at at somebody else's expense that has more money than me and more power than me and are just uh pretty much playing better than me uh so we're gonna go with 105.9 the x in pittsburgh i'm bringing it up right now 105.9 the x in pittsburgh 105.9 the x oh they come right up so we're looking in in pittsburgh it's the radio home of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm going to share this I'm going to share this screen with you people cuz I like you. And uh, I won't play any sound cuz for some reason they changed the app I'm using, but we're going to be able to look at the screen in a minute as soon as it catches up with me, which cuz I'm making Oh, look at it go. Look at it go. All right. So, uh Nandy Bouchel returned okay. It sucks. You, you go to make fun of something, and then what happens? But there's a kid playing drums on the front of it. That doesn't work, you know? And we're going to do this every week. We're going to take a look, and uh, we will take a look, and we will find out what's going on. So let's – they are out of order with Stryker. Stryker is on – oh, Mark Madden. All right, everybody. We know Mark Madden, right? He is a wrestling guy. Um, 
he was a wrestling guy. Now he's just a right wing asshole. And uh, uh, he's on this radio station. Let's take a look and see what his page looks like. If we click her here, maybe we'll see. Oh, look at him go. Uh, okay. Well, you know, what are you going to do? That's not going to work. He's he, This site is dead. No wonder radio's dead. And then you go, I'll just bring up our website, the Street Fight website. And it's like, ooh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, now we've got a contest here. Go fund yourself. 13 chances to win each weekday. Uh, this is nice. You know, you get a, you, you, oh God. Listen to 105.9 in the hour. It says just weekdays in the hours, which I don't know what that means. For the nationwide $1,000 keyword, then enter it here for your chance to win. Hmm. I don't like this. Uh, uh, Bad, bad contest. Uh, bad looking website, really, if I'm going to tell you the truth. I uh, don't like it. Don't like it. Is this a rock station? Is somebody in Pittsburgh tell me if this is, is this like a rock station? Because this looks like as like whoever paid for this website is a thousand percent like ripping off, getting ripped off by somebody. Right? Like. This seems like a ripoff. I could make this website and I can't even make a fucking website. I don't know how. Never figure that out. Uh, oh, the Woody show. Okay. This is a rock station. Thank Angie Carey for answering my question. The Woody show. Uh, uh, you love to see when people are cartoons. And again, what's this? Okay. Well, let's take a look here. A woman was trapped underneath a couch after trying to move furniture. Her daughter recorded the incident, and the woman was okay. So she was stuck under a couch. That's something, right? That's something. Uh, so 105.9 The X is basically news of the weird, which I've decided all of that stuff is, is that news of the weird shit is uh just for radio right like we could go to prep burger but it doesn't work they won't let you go there but uh uh i'll bring this back up in a little bit we're gonna take a looky wooky uh they don't have anything to click on let me show you i'm gonna show y'all a real radio station website okay uh 99.7 the blitz let me show you this i'm gonna show you a fucking website like you've never seen before uh, we're gonna uh, share the screen and Chrome tab. Look at this site now. I'm gonna give. Oh wow! Now that is a fucking rock and roll radio station website. That is what they look like. You know, you got a falling in reverse concert already sold out. You know, you got a bowling league, which I have considered joining. I'm sorry. Uh, I just thought maybe I could meet some radio people there. Uh, oh, look at that. Salute to soldiers. Damn, we found one. That's what a rock and roll website looks like. <laughs> that salute to soldiers is killing me. <laughs> oh, the rock shop. What's in the rock shop, do you say? Uh, oh, shirts. Okay. 
Okay, 30th anniversary. But this is what I always think a rock and roll site looks like. You know what I mean? It's like one of those, like, you get a phone case, you get the, the Jack Daniels shirt right here. Um, oh, good. Okay, now we got to go back to the X because now we're, we're talking about uh, the Pittsburgh radio station has recently played songs, and that's really what we're here for, right? Uh, 105, I, I can't get to, I'm getting it, folks. I'm getting it. Well, 105.9, the X recently played song. There it is. I'm here. I'm here now. I'm here. I'm going to share it. Now we're talking. We're just getting a hang of this these days. I haven't been able to share pictures with anybody in a, ever. And this was my dream, was to be able to look at people's radio stations. And uh, here's 105.9, the X. This is their iHeart page. And here we go. So, roll down. First of all, I don't know what sort of a person would ever listen to your your morning radio show uh, as a podcast. Not gonna happen. So, of course, the most recently played song is "Enter Sandman," because obviously, every they every one of these radio stations only plays "Enter Sandman." Then we got Novocaine, the unlikely candidate. And I got to say, uh, never heard of it. Is Novocaine any good? Let me know in the chat. And of course, The World, The Middle by Jimmy World. That's kind of wild playlist there, you know? You don't really think that The Middle would be on the same station as Enter Sandman. And then nobody knows what Novocaine is. So... We're in that situation still. Um, so the Woody interview. Yeah, so they have podcasts here. And, uh, you know, and if you like the X, they got alt radio, smells like the 90s, alternative rewind, punk tacos radio. What's punk tacos radio? We're going to click punk tacos radio. Uh, recently played. Oh, this isn't a radio. This is a radio station, like where somebody would go and find their punk station uh, uh, in town. So not good. Not good. Let's pick up the phone here. And again, 614-655-3887. Give me a call. I need to hear, for you, hear from you. Let's get this person on the phone. Hey, you're talking to Brian. What's up? What's up? What's up, Brian? How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm well. Congratulations on the Birkenstocks. They're uh, they're great shoes. Oh, they couldn't be better. This is like a commercial for them now. Uh, uh, oh yeah. The, the 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 Birkenstocks are wonderful. Uh, but I've only worn them for two days, so I could change my mind by the Wednesday show. Or Thursday show this week. I, I could be just yelling, fucking Birkenstocks fucking suck. <laughs> or or Great. what ends up happening is fucking people will show up in the room. People will show up or DM me and say, Birkenstocks are made by racists or something like that. <laughs> and it makes you feel bad. I think I post something 
I posted like a Starburst ranking of my favorite Starburst flavors this week, and somebody was like, "Yeah, too bad they're Union Busters," and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know that. I apologize. I don't even Starburst? know that often." I don't think Birkenstocks are made by racists, but they are. Uh, they're a German company, so you never really know. That's cool, though. I mean, you know, German racists making my shoes. They make oh, those yeah. other things. They make cars too. You know, it is a German. They, company. They've made that some. Uh, make they've cool. made some wonderful, some wonderful products. Unfortunately. But, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 How's your How's your night going? That's okay. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm a. Uh, uh, hanging out i got this like uh uh incredible backache those those fucking shoes fuck me up you would never believe how bad those timberlands fuck me up and i i i'm gonna tell you this story i meant to tell you this story this is the story i was gonna do uh i go i bought them from rei so you get to take those back for a year i believe is the rei maybe even forever i don't remember uh uh what it is but you're supposed to be able to take them back and i took them back and she's like i was like it's fucking my um i was like it's fucking my hip up and i have blisters all over the bottom of my feet and she goes well how long have you had them i was like i don't know like a little less than a month she pulls them out of the fucking box and looks at the bottom and she's like no fucking way you've had them for less than like she's giving me grief like, even if it was 11 months, I should be allowed to bring the shoes back. That's the rule that they set up themselves, not me. I didn't set up the rule that I could return my shit. So I go, uh, uh, well, I just, I don't want them anymore. And my hip screwed. She goes like this. These aren't for walking. I'm like, well, they're shoes. She's like, yeah, you don't they're want shoes. them. shoes. What else are they for? Yeah, she's like, you don't want to wear these walking. And I'm like, well, fuck. Okay. And then she goes, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, here's your money back. I'll, I'll put it back on a card or whatever. And uh, I, I left. And, oh, no. Then she goes, what are you wearing now? Looks down, wants to know what I'm wearing on my feet. Like, at that moment. And there are these North Face shoes that I just bought earlier, like two hours earlier. She was like, yeah, those are just going to fall apart, too. They're going to screw your hip up, too. I was like, God damn. I, I don't know why she was being like so pushy about like, who cares? You know? Who fucking cares? It's yeah, not like it's a, coming out of her paycheck. Yeah, who, who knows? It's, uh, I thought that was REI's thing was the, was the great return policy. Yeah, and now I'm hearing this. My wife is up my ass about it, but uh, that Lululemon is the same thing. Uh, they said that uh, um, yeah, yeah. You, you can take your Lululemon stuff back after any amount of time. And yeah, I that's... have these shorts with a hole in the crotch. And I'm like, maybe I'll take them motherfuckers back too, you know? Yeah, we're worth a shot. I've been unleashed on the world with... I. I went through a period of time where I was like, I will never in my entire fucking life take anything back. It's embarrassing. And I'll never use a coupon. But REI, if you're a member at fucking REI, they send you like insane coupons. Like shit where it's like, uh, you know, 
$20 off of 50 or something like that. Just a really good deal. So you're like, well, shit, I guess I'll use that. So I've been using coupons there. And then the last, I was just like, I'll never, I will never in my entire life return something. And now I'm just fucking unleashed. I'm just like, let's return some shit. Is there anything else I have in the house that can be returned? So I think I'm going to give the shorts a shot. <laughs> next the lululemon because i buy these lululemon shorts i really like uh and i think i'm going to try and take them back if they i'll let y'all know if they let me take them back because that would be a game changer for me because those those pants are or those shorts are like 100 bucks and uh you know if they're just like here have another pair of shorts i'd be like damn okay this fucking works that's a great deal sorry i i uh uh totally hijacked your call uh but I'm oh, give not you at all. I don't, I don't have much to. I, sorry. Nobody's calling me, you know. So I, 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 you have all the time you need. I have actually. There's two more calls on hold, but well, we need more. We need more calls. Call it up. This is your right. chance. Sorry about that. Oh no, no. Right, right now I'm uh, about 27 hours into a 42 hour drive, so I'm, uh, I'm just chilling. We're driving. I don't, I don't have that. Where are you driving? I'm driving from I mean, you don't have to, to tell Portland. me where. From what to Portland? Driving from Philly to Portland. Mother. But what made you decide to do that? Are you moving? No, no, no. Uh, I, uh, I drive I drive vans for a living usually, but uh, I haven't been on the road in the past month. And uh, on Thursday... I got contacted by a band to see if I would drive a van full of their merch out there. So I've, uh, just like it. Why not? I'll, I'll go to Oregon. Um, I've been, uh, been out for like 10 hours today. I did 17 yesterday. I woke up in Pennsylvania, went to sleep in South Dakota. Now I'm in huh. uh, Eastern Montana. This is, this is the life I'm trying to talk my uh, wife into. Uh, uh, when my daughter, quit when my daughter's out of school because she's uh you know she's about to go to college next year and uh i think you know obviously i get i will double my income uh sometime next year and i'm just like let's just you know get a small apartment and drive all the time like we get a small apartment in columbus and then just fucking head out on the road and uh, see the whole country. Cause I think like, I find that like being in South Dakota sounds sick to me, like the coolest shit in the fucking world. And now there's going to be a person that's like, um, uh, South Dakota actually sucks. And it is the most racist city in the country. <laughs> State. I called it a city, but you know, Oh, I lost him. I lost my caller. He hung up on me. That's sad. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I, I'm going to wait and see if he calls me back. Uh, you know, there's a button here that says call back where I could call him back and just see what happens. Should I try that? Oh, it's gone. He's gone now. He's gone. But yeah, South Dakota seems pretty beast. I mean, have you, JJ Sanders in the chat said not the best. Also, uh, Bogan Brown broom, where you said return for my new return gimmick. Uh, that's pretty sick. I like that. Uh, uh, 
because I am the new return guy. And uh, let's just fucking return everything. I wonder if I could, oh, let's return it all, you know? Also, I'm looking in, into getting a ring light. Yeah, Deadwood's cool. Okay, there you go. Let's pick up this next call, see what's going on. Uh, hello, you're talking to Brian. What's up? Hey. Hello? Oh, I think we lost another one. What is everybody, what's going on? What's happening? Hey, I can hear you. I'm, I sound desperate now, you know, where it's like I'm running through the calls. They're all dropping on me. I'm fucking desperate. Call me. Very few calls. And now I'm fucking desperately hoping this person's phone works or that he can hear me or that he didn't just hang up on me to goof on me, which would be fun. That would be funny. I would give him that. I would let him goof. Uh, but I think his phone, he must be in South Dakota, I think, maybe. He's called before. So, I don't know. I'm losing the calls. Oh, my God. Yes, whatever. Um, I'm going to wait one more second. And then I am going to take the next call, which will be the last call, I guess. You know. Um, drop. Drop call. And all right, you're here to save my life. Hello, Hello? Yeah, who am I talking I to? On. Excuse me. Oh, I, I stayed on because you seemed desperate. I was going to hang up and do some chores. Oh, well, thank you. I am very desperate, actually. I, I mean, not that desperate. I, I could probably talk for 27 more minutes and just end the show at, at an hour. But uh, I like talking to you all, and I like it when people call, and uh, it's fun. So uh, what's going on tonight? Um, I'm uh, just getting ready for my first day of work doing seasonal deliveries for UPS. I'm about to get my ass handed to me. Hmm. My buddy, uh, Alexander does that. And, uh, yeah, I actually, at, when I got the job, I texted him for advice or oh, I really? DM'd him. Have yeah. you done it ever? Is this the first time? Um, I did, I did it last year. That's when I DM'd him and he gave me lots of great advice. He was awesome. Yeah, he's great. I, you know, what is, what is some advice? You know, that, that like can't, cause I feel like you're never going to be able to prepare for this. I mean, wait, you're, you're probably looking at work in seven days a week for the next forever, you know, it, for the, it, it, until next month. It's six days a week. Um, it's de definitely not like a hours thing. That's going to crush me. It's like the work that you do in the eight hours that you work is the most amount of work I've ever done. And I've done lots of jobs. Yeah. I mean, days are like, I, I mean, for me, when it comes to that sort of thing, it is days that fuck me. You know what I mean? It, it, it's never the hours. Obviously I don't do a, a high hours job, but like yeah. so this week I work Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm doing two to three shows all those days. But like, uh, uh, 
and I don't care. It's it's not like podcasting is hard, but it's like I wish I could stack all of that stuff into one day and just do one hellish eight hour podcasting day and then not have to work again. Because I have found that if I give myself a day off, I like having the day off. But if I just am like, okay, well, you know, like me and Chris record at noon a lot of times, knock it out, I'm done. I, I don't have to do anything. So I don't know. It's, it's, uh, uh, I, I find it, I'm talking to a guy that's about to work his ass off for the rest of the year. Well, no, you work till probably February, right? No, nah, uh, January 15th. Well, th the seasonal part is why I can just put my head down and not worry about working six days a week. If it was like a permanent job, I was working six days a week, I'd quit. Cause, um, but when it's seasonal, you know, you can just like see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're just like, okay, I'm going to do this for two months. You don't have but like, when my... when it's like, let me ask you but, if you have one of my main issues, one of the big problems that, that I've always had is like, so I really wanted to work at a movie theater growing up. I thought, you know, this couldn't fucking possibly be a better job than movie theater because you get to see free movies. But then you find out <laughs> you have to work on Christmas and you're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. You know, I don't want to work on Christmas. I, I, I don't want to work on Christmas. Now, here's the fucking thing. I don't even fucking, I'm not like Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not like Mr. What? Christmas, but I don't feel like I can work on like Christmas. I don't want to work on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or New Year's that's Eve. Like I have this your real traditional holiday thing. It, well, it's, it's, uh, it's like, it's not Christian. You have the religion of the working class. Like Christmas, when you're not religious, but you work for a living, is a like holy day off. Mm -hmm. Working Yo, on Christmas seems work. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, can't make you. Oh, by the way, uh, most of the time, they can't make you work on Christmas. There's like three jobs that are, that are working class jobs. I, you know, obviously the police. Uh, Obviously, the police yeah. are like, uh, uh, but yeah, we don't I don't want mean, them to I mean, be legally, working, but, but like, they were the sensibility. Movies and the gas station. Like, it's the movies and the gas station, pretty much, right? Um, there's, I mean, there's got to be other stuff. I can't think of it right Chinese now. But they say, yeah, like pharmacies are obviously like open half days and stuff like that. But and like as I've gotten older, more and more. Um, holidays have people working and they just pay the time and a half yeah that was the thing though at at the cable company when i worked there was that like they would if you took the christmas on call you made so much fucking money because it was like double time if you get called out they're trying not to call you out because they're paying you so much fucking money if you have to leave, oh yeah you know and, and when you're talking about on call at the place i worked it's like the on call person takes their van home and uh then they get called and they got to drive to the house and all these oh. people for some fucking reason lived in the sub way out in the suburbs 
like way out. But I think they call them exurbs. Yeah. And and you know, 45 minutes away from like downtown. So like they would get called out and it would be, you know, sometimes an hour drive to get to the other yeah. side of the city. So they're already paying for that one hour of driving. And then you got to go do the job sure. and nobody's nobody's around. And it's just like, so they try not to send you out, but like, you know, these guys, you could, uh, I think I've said this before, like when it came to being on call at the cable company, I was able to, and this sounds crazy and you can be mad at me if you want. Uh, but it, you know, it, it was the way of the world back then. And you guys know I'm a carny type. Um, Guys would pay you a hundred dollars to take your on-call shift. So I sold it every time. I, I every every time I was supposed to be on call, I was like, "Yeah, hundred bucks, and you can have it." And they would just take it. They'd give me a hundred bucks and take it because there was more money in it for them. But I was like, "Shit, I'll fucking what get a home." What's you wrong know? with that? Uh, it just sounds like I'm taking advantage of people, but I mean, they wanted it. So I guess I'm not. Yeah, really taking I've worked plenty of jobs. They're, they're, they're making their choice. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a certain type of person. We've talked about it on this show for forever. There is like that certain type of person that just wants every bit of hours they can get, like the oh, thing they want. Here, and and like, I don't identify. I don't identify with that because I don't want. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care that much about, I care about money to the point where I like having it, but I don't care yeah, about I, it enough. I feel the same work. way. Like, yeah, I'll sit around and be broke. I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. You know, it's the necessities in life that'll make you work the extra shift, but I've definitely known plenty of people who, I, they're shift monkeys. They, they will take, any extra shift, no matter what. But uh, then again, half of them, when you like find out about their life, they have kids, they have a sick, you know, partner know. or some shit. I know. Um, the guys but, that I would give it up oh, to I, I, for, children. I, yeah, no, for sure. Like when I worked in kitchens for a long time and there was like always like one guy who just wanted as much money as possible. But the other person who was like buying shifts off you and stuff was uh, always ended up having like, some like unimaginable issue that they're going to deal with for the rest of their life. And they needed money. And it was kind of sad, but I forgot to <laughs> say my name and where I'm from. So I'm, oh, I'm Eddie from Florida. Oh, Eddie, Florida. All right. Ron DeSanctimonious. Yeah. Right. That's the, <laughs> Dude, the new Trump, Trump, Trump still got governor. it. He still got it. <laughs> he doesn't actually, I think he's washed. I think it, he he's nobody's gonna buy into Ron DeSanctimonious. That's like dangerous Donald. This is not gonna work. Oh no, um, he's uh, he's workshop he's workshopping right now. I like Ron DeSanctimonious, but that's not gonna he, that's that's one of ten he's gonna try out. True, true. Maybe he'll get a good one later today. But like, uh, uh, yeah, psychic gasoline has a good point too. It's like. He said, it's the feeling that we all have that open every day shouldn't be a thing. There should be a few agreed upon days that no one else, no one's open. And then uh, he says, general strike for triple pay on all holidays. And then also hourly jobs yeah. should be required to pay you the time it takes you to get to work. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I I always felt like, like, yes. If your break, like, the argument I would make is like, if my break, if if walking back to my desk or my van or getting to the place that I'm taking my break at is a part of my break, then driving to work is a part of my work. Because that's what they used to tell us at the cable company a lot of times, too. They, and they say it everywhere. I'm sure that it's the same thing at UPS. It's like, you got to be back from the break room or smoking or wherever you go before the 15 minutes it's up. So you're looking at people that work at, like, these massive fulfillment centers, specifically, like, I think about uh, um, Amazon, because I drove by one of their fulfillment centers yesterday. And I was like, holy fucking shit. I mean, it's huge. It's bigger than my neighborhood. It's like, so I have to fucking walk like to wherever I'm going to smoke or whatever. It probably takes a good five minutes, you know, and that's me being generous to Amazon for some reason. But it probably takes five minutes to get outside to smoke a cigarette. And then you have like, what, eight minutes to smoke a cigarette? And then you're fucking stuck uh, walking back. So uh, I agree. I'm pretty sure that if you if, if you take cigarette breaks at Amazon, you're gonna get fired. They fire people for like kids doing two minutes too long, coming back from taking a piss. They have like trackers on you. It's called time off task, and if you hit like a limit in a day, you can get fired automatically. That's fucking yeah. I, would, I yeah. hate that company. Yeah. I mean, this is better for sure. Yeah, because if you could like, if we could nationalize Amazon. It would be the greatest fucking thing in the world, right? Like, I mean, and it, we can we can start it by just having them have the same contract as uh, UPS workers for, and get unionized by the Teamsters. I mean, I'm not in the union because I'm a seasonal worker, but I benefit from their contract. I get paid twenty two dollars at twenty two fifty an hour, um, and like all all my work is self directed. Basically, there's a certain number of packages I'm given in a in a route. And I drive my car and I deliver them. And there's a uh, a big UPS hub that'll help me. And if I'm like, I can't do something it's too heavy, or there's too many packages for me to deliver by like the time it gets dark, someone will come and get them all. And that's all because of the contract, the last contract negotiated that stuff for for me, who's not even a union member. Actually, that is interesting. I mean, it seems to me. I didn't even know they let like seasonal and temporary employees uh, drive trucks. So I, I'm actually surprised that you're. Oh no, no, I use my car. Deliver. Oh, you have to do it I in your car. car. Ooh, mama yeah. me. They pay. They pay like a dollar, or a little bit less a mile, maybe like seventy cents a mile, okay. and it comes out to gas and maintenance. So it's a pretty good deal. What size car do you drive? Like, is it a, a truck you're driving? No, I drive like a, a, a large sedan, like a, like a 2010, 11 Ford Taurus uh, uh, SLE. So nice. it's got a huge trunk. But to be honest, like you can have a small car. You just have to like plan your route to just keep coming back. The, uh, you, know, you basically have like a pod, like a storage unit that you have a bunch of packages in a manifest, 
and you have a, a, a phone that they give you with like a Google Maps with all of the places you need to go on there and you can just plan out your route. It's fully self-directed. You can like take your breaks when you want to or, and no, you never like interact with anyone. It's just you. That's right. And like That's maybe right. a guy in a truck that you can call. And you're just like sort of cruising around like listening to podcasts or music and just kind of hanging around in the van. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds well, great. I mean, I have to I have to get like I could deliver to like 100 stops between 11 and like 7 p.m. And depending on like how big the packages are, how complicated the route is, that could be like pretty stressful, but while I'm driving, I'm listening to fucking uh shocktober or whatever <laughs> hey you know one more episode but i you know yeah those episodes I, are so long i would have been so uh, one of the reasons i make a lot of those shocktober episodes super long is because the reason i loved uh that radio is because it took up so much of my day in the work yeah, i mean that's one of the reasons that i put shocktober on my phone when i do this job specifically because it takes a lot of time. Yeah, I switch between like podcasts yeah. that are that are long and usually something funny. Because if it's like it's like theory or something that I have to follow along with, I'm obviously going to get lost when like I have to do work. But like if you're just making fun of the grease man or whatever, I can like pop in and out mentally. Uh, yeah. Or I listen to. Well, I'm doing that too yeah. like, when I'm listening to the grease man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, like I couldn't. I never grew up with. Uh, like talk radio. Uh, I grew up in Miami, and so like basically everyone either listened to the hip hop station or the salsa station. And like, what about Dan Levitar? Talk radio was limited. Yeah, like talk radio, at least with my friends and my the adults in my life, was limited to mostly like morning and in between, like segments in between music. Yeah. So yeah, finding I mean, out about all of this lore is pretty great. Yeah, uh, how old are you? Oh, I'm 36. But I literally never heard of Opie and Anthony before I listened to Shotover. That is so wild to me because, like, but I, you know, I think we talked about this recently on actually, actually talked about it on Shotover, where it was like, you, there are things, and we all have them, and I'm sure people in the chat can tell me what theirs are. But there are these things that you see when you're at an age that is uh, extremely, like they just grab you immediately. And, you know, sure. I, I think the first time I heard talk radio, I was like, wait, they just, it was Howard Stern, right? And it's like, they just sit there and like, they just talk and like, look at naked ladies and stuff like that. Like, that's that's what they do like that sounds great like that sounds like the perfect job for me and it got so like ingrained in me that it just like never went away it never ever ever it never went away for me it was just like as soon as i found out that you know there are these guys that make fun of everything uh it was just mind-blowing and people in the chat are like mst mystery science theater 3000 and that is a good one too i remember the first time i saw that uh it's like not my favorite show but it was like these guys are goofing on fucking movies 
and that is that's incredible they're like these 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 people just get to sit down and make fun of movies that already exist and uh i think you know especially for young uh boys right it's like hearing that you can keep making fun of stuff for the rest of your life is really cool <laughs> you know <laughs> like knowing that there's a job <laughs> out there where i can just keep making fun of things until i die i'm so happy Tommy mommy said beavis and butthead and uh i remember that show too blew my fucking mind i remember one of the very earliest sort of uh uh where i was like i think i'm politically active situations uh is when they were trying to like ban beavis and butthead because some people lit some stuff on fire <laughs> i highly doubt even happened but at the time it was like wait a minute fucking you can't ban this because i like it so you know i'm i'm in school like you know sign this petition i don't even know where the petition was gonna go but i was like i just don't want beavis and butthead to go anywhere <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it probably did happen because I remember growing up, like, uh, white lady, rich white ladies with bad haircuts would, like, picket all kinds of, like, media or, like, roll, roll over CDs with a steamroller and shit. It was pretty wild. But they were trying to ban literally everything on TV. My father-in-law did that. Uh, uh, not father-in-law. My, my uh, stepdad uh, lived in Kansas and uh, had this, like, I don't know. He was like, he was drinking a lot, but he, he started to be like, he, he found religion somehow. And I, I have no idea how this guy, like why he found religion other than I know that, you know, there's a whole book about Kansas at that time and, and the right wing radicalization of that place. The, it, what's the matter with Kansas? Yeah, What, what happened uh, to Kansas? Yeah, and I'm 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 there in the '90s, the the early '90s. It would probably been '92 or something like that, as a kid. And uh, I brought, I was 14, so it wouldn't have been '92. I don't know. I'd have to look at, do the math. But I'm 14 years old, and I bring my CDs with me because they're like literally the most important thing in the world to me. Like all I care about is cigarettes and my CDs. So I pack my bag <laughs> and. It is a carton of cigarettes that I bought uh, with my own money and uh, that I had been saving up so that when I got there, I'd have smokes the whole time. And it was my CDs. And one day we went somewhere with my mom and my stepdad was drinking. I guess he just maybe got mad or something and went through my bag. And uh, not only did he break all my cigarettes, but he also fucking like broke my uh white zombie la sexercisco devil music volume one he he fucking broke that and uh threw it in the trash and I, there might i don't think there was even a marilyn manson it, like the nastiest thing i had was that white zombie cd at the time and uh he's like you bring devil music and cigarettes into my house and i don't think i ever forgave him for that but yeah, White Zombie was a big Wait, deal. what was the cover? What was the cover of that album? It's the one that looks like um it looks like an old uh garage rock album with like tie-dye and shit like that. 
and Rob oh, Zombie okay. and like, Zombie's on the front, but it has this little thing up in the corner that says La Sexorcisto Devil Music Volume 1. So it fucking... Oh, it's called literally Devil Music. It. <laughs> <laughs> it just had Devil Music on it, and it was just like, my, my, my parents cared, like, didn't care. Like the 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 parents that I lived with, my dad and uh, my stepmom, they didn't care about that stuff. They were just kind of like, well, they're gonna listen to whatever they fucking listen to, you know. And uh, so they kind of let it slide. But he was just so pissed. So like, I had this CD that my fucking dad bought me that this guy breaks, and it's just like, oh fuck you, man. I I. <laughs> It was crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah. Zach H said devil music and cigarettes are the only rights of passage we have left. Yeah, it was devil music and cigarettes. And uh, he got pissed. My, and uh, my, all I had left was Nirvana Unplugged. That was the only album I had left after he Oh, did, man. Which I'm like, sorry. Like, listen, that's a good album or whatever, but you got to have something up tempo that's a very specific mood you gotta you need something else to listen to most <laughs> of the time you need like another yeah just something you know <laughs> my uh my old Stephen grandfather had never took anything away from me or like uh got mad at me really ever except one time he saw my anti-flag cd and then based on the name anti-flag like kind of got a hunch that it was like anti-american and uh, he got fucking pissed as shit and threw it in the garbage. Oh, that sucks. Because it's like, dude, you don't even know what it is. Listen to the fucking thing. Like, my parents, I'll tell you this right now. My parents would have been so fucking happy if I was, like, a radical politics guy <laughs> when I was a kid. Like, that was that would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we won. Uh, I mean, they probably would. They, I don't think they like my politics now or anything like that. But I think, you know, being what I was at the time, it would be preferable for me to be like a communist. <laughs> but they oh, were man. just like. Nah, my family you know, would, would have preferred cigarettes and devil music over communists any day. Uh, they're, <laughs> well, they're Cuban. Cuban so. conservative it's, as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I understand I that. The worst thing you could you you could be to them. I know. For I mean, sure. it's surprising because you would you would think that, like you you would have spent all of your time kind of being indoctrinated in that, specifically like having parents that like went there. So it's kind of like I I remember when I used to argue. I don't. I I haven't had the chance to do this since then, but after the Iraq War. In Afghanistan, I was sort of like, uh, oh, Jason's messing with stuff. But uh, after the Iraq war in Afghanistan, I was sort of, uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Jason sharing the Lost Exorcisto uh, album cover. There it is. Uh, not a scary looking album cover, by the way. Uh, but like, I, I, uh, um, Shit, I forgot where I was. That scared me. I think I just got a little scared there. Uh, but yeah, I I think that like having parents that experience... Oh, it's like... I, I know where I was. So it's like back for the Iraq war, it, when you would get into an argument with like somebody and they'd say, well, 
I mean, you weren't even, I was there and you're not. So, you know, I, I think I know what's going on. You know, when you're arguing with a troop and finally I just went like this, like they go, he goes, I, I know what's going on. I was there. You don't. And I said, your entire experience of the people in that country is you pointing a gun at them. So I don't think you really got the experience of being in Iraq, really. <laughs> and uh, he got mad at me. We haven't talked since then. But, uh, uh, you know, the, I, I would assume you would have to uh, put up with a lot of that with, with parents that left Cuba, right? Like, or grandparents that left oh. Cuba, because it's kind of like, it's kind of like, well, you don't know. You weren't there. This is what communism is, and that's what it is. And I, like, you can't I, even argue with them. I don't bring it up with my grandparents. Well, they both my grandparents passed away recently, but uh, I didn't bring it up with them because for them, it's not a political argument. It's an emotional one. Like they saw friends die. Mm -hmm. So like, you're not going to have a, you're not going to have a political argument. It's just going to be emotional. But with like my mom and other human people in Miami, the amount of anti-communist propaganda that I was exposed to is like more than like maybe a hundred people anywhere else combined. But it I, pushed me to read and figure out the stuff for myself earlier in life. Like geez. I was pretty much a communist by 15. Yeah, because you want to argue. I you know, know you want to know what's happening. My whole family. Yeah. You want to be able to argue with them and you want to sound like you know what you're talking about. And to me, yeah, that is like, 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 that's why I read a lot of theory was because I was like, I want to make sure I'm right here. You know? Yeah. It, you know, only now in therapy am I having to come to terms with that no matter how much I know about Cuba or communism, uh, it's not going to, I'm not going to get validation from my mom, you know, about it. No. Yeah, I mean, she know, it's care. what I always, it's like when I'm arguing with my dad about fucking, I'll, I'll be arguing with my dad about like, uh, uh, well, first of all, he brings up a lot of, like, he'll say like, well, you know, that's in Canada. I came up in Canada. So, you know, I, I, I grew up in Canada, by the way, moved when he was nine. So he didn't really grow up in Canada. Yeah. But he goes, uh, I grew up in Canada, so, you know, there wasn't any racism around me. And I was like, you motherfucking liar. There was racism. There's definitely racism in Canada. That is, uh, uh, that, that is, they, they have done a lot of racist things in the past. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, being in Miami is also probably the reason that I was exposed to, like, the counter worldview. Because in my, like, there, most of my friends were from South America and the Caribbean and were working class. So their parents were either in, like, a left-wing party or fl fled because of right-wing paramilitary uh, uh, militia, like, forced them to. So, like, I had friends, like, parents were, like, ex-Sananistas and stuff. So I got exposed to, like, a completely opposite worldview than I had at home pretty early, too. So I just, I knew that another vision of how things unfold in the world was possible. And uh, I did not like what I heard at home. So I went and thought, you know, found anything else. 
also, you I know, find it. punk rock music helped me a lot too, yeah, especially when I was young stuff. and I didn't understand theory. That is what got pretty much everybody I think that listens to this show. And I always think it's funny because, you know, obviously I did not listen to punk growing up and I didn't sort of start thinking about left-wing politics until I was like in my thirties. So <laughs> punk would have helped <laughs> uh, early, but I just couldn't, there, there weren't a lot of punk people in my, uh, in, in school. So, uh, oh, 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 oh okay. I, I had to look at my text, but uh, well, I hope, I wish you good luck with the, uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate with it. The UPS job. It's not as bad as if you were in a cold place. I think that's another no, thing. But I will, I will say to anyone who's ordering packages during peak season, leave out water and maybe like a granola bar for the people because we don't have time to stop and it is hot as shit outside. And oh, I so, wish yeah. it was hot. Think here. about think about your guys. Leave them treats. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks for calling. It was good to hear from yeah, you. Have a good night. Bye bye. All right. Well, here we go. This is a moment of truth for everybody. You can call in. I have not stopped the queue, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer this last call. And if uh, I don't know if nobody else calls, I'm leaving. Uh, well, hello there. You're talking to Brian on Street Fight. What's up? Hi again. This is uh, Jake calling from Montana. Sorry, my uh, last call dropped. As, uh, as the name would imply, very mountainous out here. You're in Montana now? Oh, you were in Montana before. In Montana, so how's Montana? Was, yeah. Montana's a dream place for me to visit. I want to go there real oh, bad. Montana. It's fucking, it's gorgeous out here. I'm a uh, it's dark out now, but I'm in, uh, I'm in Eastern Montana. I'm a uh, hundred miles or so east of Billings, uh, trying to hit Missoula tonight. Then, uh, wake up in Missoula and that's, uh, that's where the real, that's where the real pretty, pretty stuff starts. Yeah. And there's people like Missoula is supposed to be super cool. You know, like that, that's yeah, kind of a nice I've, thing. I've heard good things. I've uh, I've been through there a few times, but never uh, never had much of a chance to poke around. And I think uh, this this time is going to be similar. I think it's going to be get in, wake up, and leave. But who who knows? Yeah, I mean, if anybody I has any Missoula recommendations in the chat, let me know. Yeah, I I would like to go. I you know I look at Montana. You've heard me talk. I think people have heard me talk about it on here that I've looked at taking a trip there, but it's just, it's crazy expensive to go to Montana. So it's gonna have to turn into one of those, let's drive cross country and spend some time there, you know, where it's just like, we'll stop in, yeah. we'll stay, you know, cause I want to drive all the way across this about, fucking thing. Oh, it's great. I've done, I've done the cross country drive uh, a number of times. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful chunk of land that we live on. It's fun. I mean, well, you're alone, so. But you said you drive bands usually. Usually. Usually, yeah. I uh, obviously didn't during COVID, but uh, this year, I wound up being on the road from uh, basically middle of January to middle of September. I've just been uh, been at home for the past 
month and a half or so. That's so fucking cool. They said uh, uh, Aces Lowman said go hang out at Oxford and the Union Hall in Missoula. You have time there. Oxford hit that and place the Union up. Hall in Missoula. Cool. But I, I, cool, I. Cool, cool. So you, yeah. do you usually have uh, people with you? Usually, yeah. This is uh, this is the first time I've ever done a full cross country drive solo. So, uh, it's interesting. It's it's nice. I uh, I, I enjoy the solitude, but it's definitely a little little bit lonely out here. It, can I ask this? Like, is it like, is it like, is your job like limo driving where you're not allowed to talk to people? Or are you allowed? Oh no 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 not not at all. I mean, I drive mostly mostly international punk bands. So if a band is coming over from Spain or Brazil or Italy, wherever, um, they'll hit me up and I'll uh, help them get the tour together and uh, and do it. But it's it's all. I I did I did one tour. I did one tour in a in a bandwagon that was kind of I, I wasn't not allowed to talk to people, but those vehicles are set up that you can't really talk to people. You're in a completely separate compartment. But usually, usually the tours that I do are uh, in in a van that everybody everybody's in, everybody's uh, communicating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and it's it's uh that's cool. I mean, like. I thought it was more like um I thought it was more like like limo driving where it's like oh you know I uh I I can't I don't want to uh it's more like limo driving where they don't want to talk to you but I guess if you're bringing people over from fucking Spain uh you could absolutely um if you wanted to if you they would want your help I would assume like Get doing things, yeah. right? And I, the world that I run in is giant. is not. I think maybe if I were if I were bus driver for big metal or classic rock, whatever band, that might be might be a different story. But that's not a that's not where I'm at. Yeah, Bob Seger. Like if you're driving Bob Seger across the country, I guess. Oh that yeah, would be... I'm, I'm sure that would be a completely a completely different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they probably you you probably have to like not look them in the eye and shit. I am uh blocking whoever this guy is, but I don't know how it works. So Jason, block this guy, I guess. I don't know. He's sharing Bible. It's the Jews kill our prophets, which is all right. Well, cool. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, showed up in the chat. It happens every once in a while. People show up in the chat and and do do edgy stuff. I, I don't really know. But uh now I'm off screen. <laughs> I blocked him, so I don't know exactly. Nope, you can't. Uh, now they're calling me a pussy. Uh, so <laughs> great. Uh, oh, I guess you, you, uh, oh man, ah, man, I hate how you have to do work too. Uh, oh, you got him. Okay, Jason got him, so I don't have to deal with him now. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like a cool job. You can like, hang around it's, and shit with, it's great uh, with i Pam. i love it i mean it's uh i've 
as of yesterday, I've been to every one of the lower 48. So South, South Dakota was the last one on my list. So now I've been, uh, been just about everywhere in this country, all the, all the big cities anyway. But now you got to figure it's out. It's fun. I know. I know you've been. What's up? Now you got to figure out how to get to Hawaii and Alaska. I know it's a uh, it's a long drive to either of those places. I uh, Alaska, Alaska, I drive to Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii, maybe not so much. We we you know me and the wife also talked into that talked about that too. You know where it was like maybe we'll just go to like. Maybe maybe we'll go to Hawaii. I mean, my wife won't go to Hawaii because she said people in Hawaii don't want us there, which is like, I I think that's just like some people. I know other people make their living by tourism, but, I, you know, if she doesn't want to go and she feels bad about it, then I'm not going to make her go. But I want to fly to Alaska for sure. I just, it's like when you start Googling how to, when you start Googling how to go there, it's such a fucking like uh, uh, it's expensive. You don't know what days to go. I guess you want to go in the summertime, but then the sun's out the whole time and you can't see the thing. So you gotta you gotta go when you're going to be cold, you know. And uh, you, you gotta go when it's going to be cold. If you're going to, I don't want to. If you're going to Alaska, you should expect to be cold. You don't want to go to Alaska for uh, for a beach vacation. You go there in the summertime where it's like 70 or maybe not that maybe it's 50. <laughs> I said 70. I think it's in like the 50s or 60s. And then you can experience Alaska. But I guess also like you want to go when Alaska stuff is happening, you know, I, like the Iditarod or something. You want to go for something like that. It's going to be snowing. That'd be That'd be fucking wild. I have a I have a friend who uh, lives up, I think around Fairbanks, and uh, was doing um, was working at a place that did like uh, like Northern Lights tourism. I've always always wanted to go visit, but haven't uh, haven't had the chance yet. Yeah, that's my daughter. Re- uh, my daughter, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife really wants to see like the Northern Lights, and that's why you know Montana sounded so. Uh, Montana sounded cool, you know. You go, we go to fucking Montana. I think you can see them there, if I'm not mistaken. There's just not that many lights. I mean, obviously, if you have to stay in a hotel, though, you're where there's lights. <laughs> yeah, I guess the. I mean, if you get out, you get out to the west, you go. Between it's not it's not like uh, I don't know it's it's way different than the eastern half of the country. I got I've lived my uh, I've lived my whole life around Philly area. The first time I ever came out west of the Mississippi is really it's really mind blowing how different it is. And it's really you can you can find really 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 dark places and see the sky very clearly. I've never I've never seen the northern lights, but I'm sure. If it comes this far south, this would be a great place to see them from. I mean, the other thing is, because this was the same thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. This was the same thing as. uh, God, this guy. Holy fuck. Okay. Um, This is the same thing that I got to stop this. Not you. I'm talking to you. But uh, uh, 
I'm trying to this fucking guy. I don't know why he keeps coming in here, but uh, he's impossible to get rid of. And uh, yeah, you got him again. Well, just watch out for him. It, I, I guess his name will say something uh, Jew in it. He said he'll be back. So, all right. Hey, hey, hey. All right. What? What? Hello? Hey, hey, sorry. Were you talking to me? Oh, yeah, I was talking to Jason. Sorry about that, but I am talking to you, too. Oh, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just, uh, I want to go to, like, I, I don't know. I want to go where I can see the Northern Lights. So I've thought about Iceland, but uh, I don't know. I talked to somebody and said, that's not great. So it's just, it's kind of like you you come from, like, sort of the best part of the East coast. I think Philly's probably the most kind of permissive city on the East coast, like fun. It's the closest to a West coast city. Uh, because I, I like the attitude out West too. And, uh, and the Western United States, uh, because I think it's a lot more laid back. Cause when you go up to like Maine and New Hampshire and Boston and all those fucking places, you end up, um, you end up like, it's like a police state up there a lot of times, you know, it's like, it's I, like, there's, like there's Boston, traffic. Boston, I can see that, but Maine, Maine's fucking cool. Have you been up to Maine? I've been to Portland, so I guess that doesn't count. Uh, I've been to Portland, Maine, I mean, Port, Portland but like, Portland's a great, Portland's a great little city, but not in, uh, up like more central northern Maine, it's it's fucking cool and extremely chill up there. Cause in Portland, Maine, I did my laundry at and it was the closest place at a Blue Lives Matter laundromat. And it was like the people in there working looked pretty hip, but it was a hundred percent it was a Blue Lives Matter laundromat and it was wonderful. And I uh, um I got my laundry done and then I went to get pizza and one of the people working there had a blue lives matter flag. And I was like, Holy fucking shit. <laughs> this place. But I mean, in that's everywhere in, in Portland, Maine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just got the vibe that that's, there was a lot of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the vibe I, I got mean, while I was up there. It's a lot of weird libertarian shit that I think you, I think you find in any, any more sparsely populated place where people live in a place like to like to be left alone. I guess the blue lives matter thing is kind of counter to that, but I feel like they, uh, they go hand in hand for some reason. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that's exactly, you're exactly right about that. I also, I don't care about Kanye West, bro. This guy. I mean, at the end of the damn show, which then he wins, but I don't even have any calls anyway. But yeah, um, there was so much like there was so much up there in Boston, New Hampshire, uh, all those fucking places. There was absolutely a ton of like red light cameras, uh, you know, surveillance and shit like that. Like it really felt like a, a rough fucking place to be. But I think. I, I felt like Philly 
is like a place where not a lot of shit is going on. Like, like where the, like a lot of that stuff isn't going on. Obviously there's probably racist and shit like that there, you know, but yeah, it's the coolest city out there. Is what I'm saying. Uh oh, I think we lost him again. You know what? He's in Montana, and uh, give him a second here to come back, and then also, oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. I don't have any more calls left. I love all of you very much, and uh, I just, I'm not gonna be able to deal with this guy. And it's a pain in the ass to keep banning him. <laughs> so I'm going to go off for the night. I appreciate everybody coming in. And uh, I will be back next Sunday. Make sure you listen to Shocktober this week. Uh, it is the wrap-up show. Then starts my new show, Gut Shot, where me and a guest will, uh, me and a guest will choose a Greg Gutfeld video uh, opening segment, and we will goof on it on the show. We'll listen to the whole thing, and we'll make fun of it. So that is one of the things we're going to do. I don't care, bro. Jesus. Uh, so that's something we're going to do, and uh, I'm going to get out of here. Have a good night, everybody. I dedicate this record, the carnival, to all you brothers taking long trips down south, Virginia, Baltimore all around the world and your girl gets this message that you ain't coming back she's sitting back in a room the lights is off she's crying and then my voice comes in pow in the middle of the night and this is what i told her for you every time i make a run girl you turn around and cry i ask myself why oh why see you must understand I can't work a nine to five, so I'll be gone till November. Said I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you crying, but girl I can't stay. I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November. And give a kiss to my mother When I come back, there'll be no need to clock I have enough money to buy out the blocks Tell my brother go to school in September So he won't mess up in summer school in the summer Tell my cousin Jerry, wear his condom If you don't wear condom, you see a red rum You sucker MCs, you got no flow I heard your style, you got S.O.S.O. Every time I make a run Girl, you turn around and cry I ask myself why, oh why See, you must understand I can't work a nine to five So I'll be gone till November Said I'll be gone till November I'll be gone till November You tell my girl, you I'll be gone till November I'll be gone till November I'll be gone till November you tell my girl, you I'll be gone till November January, February, March, April, May I see you crying, but girl, I can't stay I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November You'll give a kiss to my mother
love though I had to flip nothing and turn it into something Hip hop turns to the future of rock when I smash a pumpkin Commit treason, then I have a reason to hunt you down It's only right, it's rapid season Yeah, you with the loud voice, posing like your top choice voice I make a hearse out of your rules Royce Besides, I got my girl to remember And I committed that I'll be back in November Every time I make a run Girl, you turn around and cry I ask myself why, oh why See, you must understand I can't work a nine to five So I'll be gone till November Hard, but we got an enterprise, the carnival.